At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. I'm doing everything I can. And stop calling me Shirley. The center has to be at least three times bigger than this. Alright, it's another edition of Sincerely Unqualified. Today, we told you we're going back to the bread and butter. We're going to have the debate if it is a true bread and butter. I enjoyed watching it, but this is one that I texted Winnie during the movie, and I asked, is this a comedy? I did come around to it. It's an absurdist movie. It's a true parody. So, I guess we can call it a comedy just in that essence. Like, yeah. the the idea of it is comedic no it's a satire and it's a straight comedy i swear like i love this movie and it may have been like i've watched it a ton kind of as a kid which is not a great movie to see as a kid i will say but there's just this this thing about it that makes it a little special and it's obviously like very in your face about what it's making fun of and everything like that but that's what makes it special for me is that it's not it's not something that you you have to understand the nuance. It's not like, you know, I had Death of no. Stalin in one of my top 10 lists. And yeah, I yeah. love that movie. That one's, you know, it does its own thing. You know what you're getting into. This one is just brutish in your face. Like, oh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> let's, zero nuance. Let's just make like fun of fascists. Nuance. Let's do this whole thing. <laughs> I, the, the best things about this movie, and I, I don't think we've named it yet. It's Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah. People know and, from the episode title. I give, yeah, I give well, our listeners okay. the benefit no, no. of the doubt. They're smart Exactly. People. Yeah. Well, have you read TikTok comments? The movie is in the title and people say, what movie? What so, movie? So, yeah. I'm done giving people the benefit of the doubt because I've seen to- enough TikTok comments. No, the, listeners, the listeners exactly. are the smart people. The, the TikTok commenters, I could yeah, not care less I about. I agree. I also think... <laughs> We'll get into this later, but just the one thing that makes this special for me, and you tell me if you think different. Okay. My favorite part of the entire movie is the, like the su- inter- incremental, like, would you like to know more? <laughs> like just the, oh, I get what you're the saying. The shitty yeah, yeah. website dialogue of yeah. just, like, would you like to learn more? We're we're going too deep into the movie right now. I know. I'm we'll, sorry. We'll I'm keep sorry. talking about it later. That's all right. We'll we'll keep going later on it. Uh, obviously, you know, Winnie liked it a bunch. I'll hear my take yeah. on it. We'll have a nice discussion. Before we get into that, what do you have for the people? I mean, the the content king, we talked after yeah. party, and he, I think you made a pretty lofty promise that you were going to watch it all in one sitting, right? I did, yeah. And I did watch it all in one sitting. Not surprising at all. No, Not surprising not. in the slightest. What it was it, was eight episodes? Like 30 eight episodes, minutes each? Like 35, average? yeah, 35-ish minutes each. Yeah. Powered through it. That's like an hors d'oeuvre. That's literally like, if you're going to serve up a limited series with 35-minute episodes, that is an hors d'oeuvre for me. After parties That's, like bacon-wrapped scallops. What was that yeah. uh, Arnett one, Murderville? That Murderville was, like was, that was the, I uh, ate that during lunch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and then season one, of Seinfeld, or season one through three of Seinfeld was the main course. That was like a tapas tasting menu for me. That was a, like walking in and a tapas tasting a tapas. menu. Tapas. Top. All right, you got you get one thing on pronunciation for me. I'm not saying tapas. It's tapas. It's tapas. Tapas. 
Tapas. No, but I, I've never learned how to say that word correctly because I don't yeah, want to go in with knows the, now. the full-on inflection <laughs> with it. Like, tapas. I, I do. I You always have that weird like battle for a second in your mind. Yeah. Do I pronounce this correctly or do I sound like an asshole? And I think that you confused yourself while you were on I the did. P of tapas. <laughs> You're yeah. like, I'm going to say tapas. <laughs> yeah, just make it clear that I'm doing the Americanized, I don't know, which way to go yeah, version. Yeah, I think you pronounced it T-O-P-O-S-S. <laughs> yeah, I was watching too, so I'm almost done now because like, I'm almost done with the new F1 Drive to Survive oh, series okay. too, which Never came got out into like it, but I, two I, days ago. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. But I heard one thing that was similar in that show, which is this little kid who lives in, I think, France or Germany was talking to his mom eating breakfast and she was like, do you want the croissant or the pain au chocolat? And I was like, was looking at it, we call those things the pan, the pan at chocolat, like the, the yeah, br- yeah. We call those croissants here too. So I was just like, we call, oh. no, 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 no. We call them <laughs> chocolate croissants. Exactly. We're classy, okay? Yeah, exactly. There's a distinction between a croissant and a chocolate croissant. They're chocolate croissants. Things. You just have less self-respect if you're eating that for breakfast. Exactly. Croissant, it's dicey. You can yeah. eat a croissant and still have self-respect for breakfast. <laughs> Kinda. On occasion. On yeah. occasion. But Depends if you're going chocolate you croissant, I don't know. That's But the you're, the main <laughs> thing is that we are like as Americans, we've come together and said like that word is too challenging for us. So but we're not chocolate. gonna say it. We're just gonna say chocolate croissant. And it's just a completely different breakfast food. Thank God we, we let the Northeasterners <laughs> decide everything because if the West yeah. Coast had anything to do with it, they'd be like, do you want a croissant or a pain de chocolat? Pain de chocolat. Northeasterners <laughs> like, no, it's a, it's a chocolate croissant, dude. Come on. Dude, I can't imagine every Northeastern accent saying that word. Like if you go from Philly, then you go to New York, and it. then you go to Boston. No, I'm not. No, I'm come, not on, gonna, come on. I'm not putting myself through that ringer. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm you be Boston. Doing, you're there right now. Boston. You're, you're immersed um, in the culture. Ka, panda chocolate. I don't even okay, know. It's I didn't like, hate that. It's they be like, do they have it a donkey? Dude, <laughs> <laughs> dude, do, 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 do they have chocolate croissants? Do, no, they, do they just do have croissants. No, uh, okay. they do, but for sandwiches, they like put sandwiches on. Oh, again, yeah. You feel like you, a piece of garbage yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, shouldn't do it to yourself, but damn, no. is it good. If you're having a croissant for breakfast, you need to be at a beachfront resort with a plate mm. of fruit to balance it out. You've done all the work to get to the vacation. You have a nice croissant because right. it's there. Right. If you go into like a Dunkin' Donuts or a Starbucks and you see all those breakfast options and you see like they have a, a McMuffin style, like, a, you know, those breakfast muffin sure. kind of yeah. things. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Well, breakfast sandwich. What, yeah, exactly. And then they have one with the croissant. Yeah. You and see, you're like, hmm, that looks delicious right now. I think we were both over uh, over exaggerating just someone eating a regular croissant. Just, yeah. just for the uh, for the bit of it, but no, when you, when there is a decision that's made between <laughs> the egg, meat, and cheese, yeah. what what base you're going with? If you go croissant over muffin, you have made yeah. a decision in your life, and in general, that's not a great decision. But if you have to, you're making that decision often. Like if you're right, often making that, the croissant the decision, that's ah, a little dicey. It's a slippery slope because then then it gets to like. If I'm doing that, like I can just tack on a donut there, and then it's like a Boston oh. cream donut. 
And then oh. you're ordering. Oh, you're thinking about someone eating like a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, and then on the side, a Boston a cream. Yeah. <laughs> That's like. And then there's this, you know, um, the deli near me has this thing called the Luther Burger, and it's a glazed oh, donut as Ugh. the buns of a cheeseburger. Oh, I, I've seen that. I can't do that, dude. I never tried. I understand. Look, let's let's make really decadent things because people are at least going to try it once. It's like a novelty. Yes. It's a novelty gift. You know, around Christmas, people are going to get them. You're not going to get returning customers, but you guilted or not guilted. You tricked people into buying something once. Yeah. I will never. <laughs> I, will, I can't do that. It's it's two donuts and then a burger. Yeah. Come on, dude. I've yeah. never seen one person order in my life. I, I think it's there just to see, and they call the FBI immediately after somebody yeah. orders it. And look, if some or of they, you listening might have eaten one of those or do the croissant sandwich and donut combo, and I want to let you know we are both better than you. That's all we're saying. <laughs> we love you. Thanks for listening. You. <laughs> Shape up. Have, <laughs> have some self-respect tomorrow. <laughs> Cut out the donut. It's a start. We also, both used to be fat. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. So I was there. There's a point in time where I would like eat a bacon, egg, and cheese with hash brown in the morning and then come back and get like a Big Mac with 10 McNuggets on the side <sighs> and a crispy chicken snack wrap. Oh, that was oh, paradise. I totally forgot about the chicken the snack, snack or the snack wraps. Yeah, literally yeah. they call them snack wraps because they're like, oh, you could have this on the side of your already gargantuan burger. They're so like, good, oh, though. I definitely can. Yeah, I did the yeah. same exact thing. Two McChickens, yeah. two snack wraps, the honey yeah. mustard snack wrap. Oh, Living like a king. So good. The honey mustard was the best one, so at least we're we're on the same page. Oh, there. yeah. Yeah. They Trust should bring me. back those and chicken selects. And that's what needs to happen. And I think that you get rid of that whole trash ass like Airland and Sea menu. It's like no, nobody needs that. If they want it, they'll order a different sandwich. Bring back the hits. Play the hits. McDonald's is entering its like its past prime phase, yeah. and they're almost they're at that retirement age where it's like we know what we want from you. You guys are getting a little tired. Let's play the hits. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I would like to chime into this conversation, Matthew, but. <laughs> haven't been to mcdonald's in a while so again <laughs> listeners if you go to mcdonald's i am better than you and that is okay you're here to listen to me talk about <laughs> chicken and rice guy yeah <laughs> no yeah our, I, you know what you're saying, though. I, like, I feel like be. it's i feel like mcdonald's is in that stage where they know that they have the staying power but now yeah. there are so many other especially burger chains popping up that they're just like, we're going to see if we still stick around. Maybe throw a few other options in there. But yeah. it's McDonald's. People are going to keep going there, dude. Another they're, option. they're chilling. I mean, they've they been chilling for what, like 75 years now? All they need to do is bring the Shamrock Shake back every March. <laughs> and that's their whole new menu. They don't need anything else. Dude, I loved myself the sham. Oh, I saw that Duncan's doing it. Speaking of Duncan in Boston, yeah. they're doing like a Shamrock Shake coffee or something. Oh, I mean, I'm probably going to try it. I bet you will. And RIP yeah. to Boston toilets for the month of March. <laughs> I mean, my Lord, dude. Yeah. People are going to be missing gonna... March Madness games because they're going to be on the toilet for 42 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> the Charles River is going to be like that river in Chicago. They die green, except it's not going to be on purpose. It's going to be diarrhea from donkeys. Donkeys. 
Boston runs on donkeys, and the river's gonna run run green with it for a while. He could have went. He could have went with the runs, or he could have made yeah. a little runs pun, but missed I, opportunity, folks. We move on. I didn't want to fall hit, into that. Hit later. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hacky. That's fine. I know. <laughs> so we can get into movie update here, unless you had anything else for the folks. Any any. Uh, no, I need March Madness I, is coming. I need new shows though. I genuinely yeah. need new shows. It does feel like, like we're at a little lull, dude. We had there was a little bit of time there where we just got flooded with new stuff. Like around I when know. Ozark season one came out, then we had the after party. We had a book of Boba Fett. Now I feel like we're at a lull. But the yeah. uh, Lakers documentary that uh, oh, Adam McKay yeah. is doing is I watched the first episode of that. I think the second one came out on Thursday. I got to watch that tonight. Actually. I think only one's out, but. Really? I, I honestly I'm not sure. I did I also watched I watched most of the first one. It's fantastic. It's just it really is McKay very good. at McKay like what he does best at. It, yeah. It's like the big short of the Lakers story that I honestly didn't really know. So I, I'm yeah. so excited to watch that. It's all the exact they bring in like the breaking the fourth wall aspect yeah. of it of like yeah. I didn't have the money and all that kind of good stuff. The way they filmed it too is really interesting with the camera style that they're using it's genuinely like a 70s 80s feels like camera vibe and it feels authentic even though it's john c riley just bouncing around i love it i think it's i think it's gonna be a masterpiece but i need to see the second episode right it's unmistakably john c riley it's not as egregious as uh, kevin james and sean payton though even though that's a kid's movie and this is supposed to be like a quality docuseries very different audiences different reasons for making it but yeah it's for sure i'm already sold on this i'm already sold on this john c riley because he he's so versatile that i think he can go from playing cal in talladega nights of like just a dumbass like yeah driver everything like that to dr steve brule who's just like another (laughs) dumbass of course you've seen that yeah to now this guy who's like a competent businessman and actually gets along with everybody but still kind of not goofy, but funny and everything. It's it's cool to see him take on like all these different things. Yeah, I mean, he's fantastic. There's there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll great. we'll keep talking about that probably. Yeah, March Madness is here. We're excited. Yeah. Uh, Need a bracket. Need a bracket. We're gonna get one in. Trying Maybe to lose we'll see some if we can... money. <laughs> Definitely lose money. Yeah. Uh, gonna see if we can work some basketball content around here. Um, but before we get into that, we will do week or sorry. Dude, that's like the second <laughs> time I did that. You keep doing it. You I keep I've done saying that multiple it. times. We are going to do movie update, the segment where we joke about movie news. We'll do some headlines, throw a tag in there, and then maybe talk about one of the news items. But quite honestly, I'm not sure. We were talking about it before. Not sure that there's much to go off of. We'll we'll see if we just end up though. It's just been a boring. Honestly, we've needed a boring news cycle. After everything in the past like five years, but at the same time, I don't need a boring movie news cycle. That's the one aspect of news that should be like crazy. It's all made up stuff that's going on there. Yeah, it's made up stuff that no one should care about. But yeah, you can just pretend to care because it's fun. (laughs) Because you don't want to look at the actual news, which is why you listen to this podcast. Yeah, and starting out here, two of the biggest names in acting, debatably. I mean, everyone knows him, uh, Pedro Pascal. I guess maybe more so in the last few years came on the scene. He is co-starring in the Nick Cage movie about Nick Cage with, obviously, Nick Cage. So, 
he actually said that he couldn't believe that he got to act with Nick Cage. He's like starstruck, was so excited to be able to act with him. And he finally gets into this elite group of yeah. everyone. <laughs> I think every actor in this every in single Screen person. Actors Guild just has worked with the cage because he's uh he's been in a few movies. It's kind of his thing. He's been in everything, it seems like. But he's also like <laughs> Nick Cage has taken roles that I feel like the public doesn't know about yet. It was just like a high yeah. school project that he showed up <laughs> in, and they're like, Hey Nick Cage, will you be in this? He's like absolutely yeah you, you see him at first and you're like wow that guy yeah. looks a lot like nick cage and then he starts talking like nick cage and you're like oh <laughs> i'm fully sold on this movie though i i love the trailer i i am going to watch it i feel like i'm gonna love it because pedro pascal is great he's guys on a oh, heater yeah. yeah now he's it's, got nick cage on the resume this is exactly Check. what nick cage yeah. is right now i have another uh another tag for this one by the way yeah. it's super I, niche though and i, oh, I want to give it to you i think you'll appreciate it okay let's hear it so, Pedro Pascal not being able to believe he got to act with Nick Cage is like an Atlanta stripper saying they can't believe they got to give Lou Williams a lap dance. <laughs> he has a wing flavor named after him. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Or a Houston stripper saying they haven't seen James yeah, Harden. <laughs> yeah, that they haven't had one of James Harden's beard hairs fall out. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I think... Do you think the check mark for like becoming A-list... I think... Pedro Pascal is there. I think the last check mark is Nick Cage working with Nick Cage. I feel like if we go through a list of everyone who's on the A-list or like the A-list has in some way, shape or form been in something with Nick Cage. I think that's like the the old statistics uh, model of correlation does not equal causation. Exactly. Everyone (laughs) has been in a movie with Nick Cage because Nick Cage has been in every movie. So I think there were a lot of D-listers that were in Nick Cage movies too. Oh, you could say, you could also say people have been in only one movie and it was with Nick Cage and be like they fell off because they were with him. Yeah. It's the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nick Cage destroyed these people. That would be a better headline. Nick Cage destroyed these actors' careers. Destroys these careers. And it's just one of those click through things and it's five slides long and it's like the dog from War Dogs. Like, (laughs) what was he in? Like, I, dude, I don't he was know. everything. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Yeah, the dog from Ghost Rider. I think he never was the appeared only one in another that, film. Firehouse Dog. Is that no. what you're thinking? Is that you, him? You, you know why you think he was the only one in that film? Because he destroyed their careers after <laughs> Ghost Rider. <laughs> Ten people who live in a gutter now after meeting Nick Cage. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, he's purchasing dinosaur heads. Speaking of A-listers. Ryan Reynolds yeah. was recently in an interview and people asked him why he doesn't want to get into directing. Super common when really popular actors, they kind of take the next step. They understand the acting process. They step into directing. And I feel like with Ryan Reynolds, I mean, things are going pretty well. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think he needs the extra money. He owns a soccer team. Exactly. I don't think he needs to take that step right now. Yeah. He's just like, I feel like he, from the way that he portrays himself in every movie, I feel like he kind of does the directing on set too. He's just like, I'm going to make a snarky joke here. And they're like, all right, go for it. It's worked. Yeah. It's it's up to you, You man. You can't tell me that he did not direct 90% of Free Guy. You can't tell me that otherwise. In reality, just so we're all on the same page, the quote was more so that he loves acting and he loves producing, but he 
respects the directors so much that he just wants to let them do their work. He was like, I would be doing a disservice to any directors. He said, like, yeah. maybe he would co-direct the movie. Mm-hmm. In reality, That's I you... think he's just like, I, dude. I, things are things are really looking up for me right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind no, of, but that's kind what... of doing pretty well. That's what you say before you take someone's job. You're like, of course I wouldn't want their job. What do you mean they're doing so great at it? And then you go take their job. Like, Did of course you want it. Whoever had the idea of aviation gin, he was like, no, yeah, I don't. Of course, what the rocks doing yeah. tequila? What are you talking tequila? about? Tequila, get me on the phone with them. <laughs> George Clooney has uh, what's what I don't need to. The do Rock that. has the XFL by a fucking football team. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna try to bring back the what? Imagine the AFL. Yeah, him and Rob McElhaney on the phone. They're like, the Rock's got football. Get us in on that. And the guy bought the wrong kind of football. <laughs> he's just like, of course. <laughs> oh, that's how they ended I up got, in Scotland. I got you, Wrexham FC. They're like, what? <laughs> that's that's a major. Um, that we could have spliced in some. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So, have you heard of the show Reacher? Is my first question. Reacher? No. Yeah. It. So Reacher is. I think it was a previously John Krasinski show. So recently it dropped. Like we were talking about oh. this con- plethora of content. Yeah. Yeah. It dropped at the same time as Ozark and Inventing Anna. And apparently it was the top of the charts for streaming platforms. Okay. And I, I just don't think that there's any way that's possible unless we find out in a few months there was a scandal where Amazon was giving free Prime memberships to literally anybody who watched it. <laughs> just like, please sign up. Please there's watch this. Just there's press no play. way. Yeah, just literally, you can watch The metric is going to be pressed play. And yep. then that's yeah, it. Yeah. You can keep doing it. Was that that uh, that Jack Reacher show? The um, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he did a movie about it, and I guess they made a TV show about it now. That wasn't Tom saying- Cruise Jack Reacher though, and then John Krasinski made a TV show about it, or was he in the movie and then did the TV show? I think he was in the movie and did the TV show too. I think it was a John Krasinski yeah. thing all the way. Did you know Once- who the picture was? It was the dude from Blue Mountain State. Um, Thad. Thad was the picture that they yeah. What? I didn't I know, know that guy man. was still around. Neither did I, but he looks the same. Dude has and, aged so well. Oh, I'm sure. That's a good yeah. looking man. Yeah, apparently yes, that's sir. that top the charts. Top um, the top of the charts. Show you that's like I, I guess I, I'd assume that there's an asterisk where it like top the charts in Vatican City on this day. Like there's six people who watched it in the Vatican and it's just like, oh yeah, it's the top of the chart. Because I've the never heard in the of Vatican. it. Yeah. yeah, you know how much the Vatican the, loves Reacher. The they Pope can't get loves him Reacher. some John Krasinski. I'll tell you that much. The Pope just makes every one of his colleagues watch Reacher. Yeah. He doesn't do the gym faces, but it's funny, I tell you. <laughs> Is that what the Pope sounds like? I don't know. Where's the current Pope? Oh, whatever. Um, he was a cardinal. I'll tell you that much. So, <laughs> Sam Elliott, the, the star of... 1883 that that yellowstone prequel show Um, obviously and a bunch of other stuff too but he had some some choice words i think it was on marin's podcast actually he had some choice words about the director being a new zealand woman in the power of the dog he said that how would she know anything about the american west and i think we need to let sam elliott know 
he knows nothing about the American West <laughs> yeah, in the like, 1800s, unless he's unless he knows some people that grew up around yeah. then. But I don't think they, so. I, it's fair to say that they've had the same amount of firsthand experience yeah. with the American West in the hey, early man, 1800s. The name of your show is 1883. What are you talking about? Hey, Sam, <laughs> were you born then? No. Did, yeah, didn't uh, Stalin and them love westerns Dude. too? He knows about as much about the American West as Stalin does, and this director, um, which he also said she's brilliant. He loves her work, yeah. her previous work, and then just this was is, like berating her. <laughs> this is the man who starred in the man who killed Hitler and then Bigfoot, and his claim about any experience, sir. Just the the hypocrisy of that statement was unreal. Yeah. What does a person from New Zealand know about the American West? Like the about the wild, wild West. About as much as you, man. Maybe more. Maybe she read more yeah. than you. She probably did her research pretty thoroughly, I'd say. For an, not- for an Oscar nominated Western movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think she might know a decent amount about it. <laughs> I just don't understand. I can so see Sam Elliott is one of those guys where I feel like you never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Just with the different range of roles that he's played, yeah. he's always like that guy. Yeah. But he's always like, he could be the funny guy or he could be like just a complete dick. Just like a, so, he's yeah. like a cowboy in some of yeah. these. I'm a harsh, but I was in that show with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that, yeah. yeah, he was yeah, in the ranch. I, I didn't realize that. I've never watched an episode of that. But so I'll, that's, I guess, that's where he knows about the American West from. Is his? Of course, it's, all, it's about a ranch experience on the ranch. Look, he like might even Ashton. be like a Texan. I bet he probably is. He probably grew Guaranteed. up in West Texas. Nothing yeah. around, but he Look, also grew up in the in the twentieth and twenty first century. But so. He's an old guy, eh? He's an old guy. It's <laughs> still the twentieth century. His dad could be like eighteen eighty three. Yeah, I, I his dad could could have been a ranger. His dad could have been a ranger. His dad was 150 when he gave birth <laughs> to Sam Elliott. Um, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott has actually been alive since 1820. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. What I will say about him is that although it was com- a completely hypocritical statement. You know he believes it when he says it. Like oh. he would hear someone be like about as much as you. Like she's from New Zealand. You didn't grow up in the 1800s, and he'd be like, "No, I don't know. I still, I still think yeah. I'm right." Like he, he would never buy it to anyone else. But I've, I've been to Texas. Yeah, I'm sure she has too, <laughs> <Yeah>. Sam. <laughs> there's, but dude, there's a little bit about that that I really respect because yeah. I think about his rebuttal, and he just does not understand it. No, he, he's, he's. Walking a thin line with that one. That yeah. one's just like as far as you can get without saying anything. Like that'll get you. Yeah. Got. Apparently he's also, actually under fire for like being the um. You know, not great. I'm just more imagining him sitting down with Mark Merritt and that coming to life. I mean, I, I can't Maron's imagine Sam a Elliott being a. One. I can't imagine him being a podcast guy though. Like, imagine Sam Elliott doing a podcast press tour. He probably he just, didn't bring a bunch of energy. <laughs> no, he goes on, like, the Logan Paul podcast. Oh, God. And they're like, so what do you have to produce, promote? You want to try some prime, prime energy? And he's like, what the fuck did you say to me, boy? <laughs> like, he calls everyone boy on podcasts. Yeah, or son. He's like, what's up, son? son. Oh, he What'd you sure say to me, that. son? Yeah. 
Um, he's one of those guys who could sit there in silence for 45 minutes on a podcast and then just leave. Just stare at people. Yeah. Stare just, daggers down their soul. Just dead eye them. Just like we did in the, the wild, wild west. They right. don't have the milk out like in the freezer. Another one is about Jurassic World. So yes. new movie coming out and Sam Neill was starring in it. He did this bit online on it was a Twitter video. His I think his friend was involved. It was supposed to pretend to be a Zoom interview and his friend was jokingly trying to coax him into giving him details and Sam Neill had a a joke where he revealed spoilers that he got into a fight with Chris Pratt and Jeff Goldblum at the same time. And dude, I just think this is a master class in marketing, low cost, doesn't even matter. You just go on Twitter, post it, and you joke about a plot line that's probably a lot more interesting than the plot line of the actual movie. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to see this going wrong. <laughs> that's, I mean, look, I'd go see it for that, just to see. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm for sure not going to watch this movie because I watched the first oh, one and I was like, don't, don't need to watch whatever else they produce after this. But There's more dinosaurs running around? No way. They tried to bait me with the, the old Jurassic Park cast, and I'm probably going to bite. But now that we got this little this little tidbit, you can see that the marketing budget is being strung out pretty, <laughs> pretty hey, freely. Uh, hey, uh, Sam, we're going to need you to post a video and maybe yeah. get people uh, more interested in the fake plot line than the actual movie. So it's a fake Zoom. But we're going to be on Zoom, right? Yes, but it's a fake Zoom. Like, it's a fake interview. But we're still going to be on Zoom. Like, just the explanation just of that totally to them. Not getting yeah. it. Just like, totally just not, not understanding it. the concept. He's like, so it's not a real interview. It's so not. wait, who's interviewing me? Yeah. Sam, we've been over so this. It can be anybody. It can be your wife. can could be you, a- anyone. Speaking of Sam, could you imagine <laughs> Sam Elliott getting pitched on this? Like, hey, we're getting this goofy Twitter video where oh you're going to say that you kill somebody accidentally in 1883. Is that the app with the bird? <laughs> a lot of people did die in 1883. We lost good men. Sam, Sam, you you yeah. were not in the wild, wild west. Come back to us, Sam. <laughs> Sam, you're drifting. Sam, <laughs> I remember yes. it like it was yesterday. He's he's convinced himself so yeah. much that he was a cowboy that he has PTSD moments from Apache yeah. raids. <laughs> we lost Jeffrey that day. Remember, it was like it was yesterday. Sam, that was yesterday. We filmed that scene yesterday <laughs> evening. That was... <laughs> Sam, you punched someone in the face because you said it wasn't accurate enough. <laughs> Sam, you hit you hit the PA with the butt of your gun because you thought she was invading. <laughs> Sam, you said you wished Alec Baldwin was on this set. All right. All right, Winnie. Come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, what? I know. I like the Sam Elliott. Can you imagine um, Sam Elliott being the guy who interviewed him for this Jurassic Park interview? (laughs) I just asked him, like, oh, yeah, yeah, pitching Sam on some marketing like this, or yeah, pitching him to be the interviewer. Be the interviewer. No, he is the interviewer, and he's just like, what's this movie? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I actually fight Chris Pratt. Who? what <laughs> i actually like the idea of him just starting out watch this movie and that's his yeah. only line and the guy does the rest of the lines like yeah. he's supposed to be interacting with him and yeah. sam Elliott's just staring daggers through his webcam he just the only the only interaction he gets from him is just huh. <laughs> just a, a light huh. yeah dude i love i love thinking about the fact also that he tries to be this big cowboy apparently 
and he probably knows what a ring light is. Like, if they tell him <laughs> to set up a ring light, there he knows what they're talking about. Maybe he doesn't know how to set it up. He has someone do it for him, but he's stared into a ring light before for sure. Oh, he definitely knows what it is, and he's been in front of a lot of them. Yeah. That's... Dude, you wear makeup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you sit in a chair for makeup an hour a day. <laughs> Get a grip. She she's from New Zealand. She doesn't know about this. All right, we'll stop. We'll stop messing <laughs> with Sam Elliott right is now. The new Jason Statham. <laughs> just a cowboy Elliot. Yeah, we we like Sam Elliott. We just you know when we're, when that hypocritical of a statement comes yeah. out, we're gonna comment on it. <laughs> we're the snacks in my trailer, Sam. Yesterday you told us you only wanted to hunt and gather anything that you would eat on set. We brought this guy <laughs> named Liver King in to do simulated yeah. hunts with you. We don't even know what his deal is, <laughs> Sam. You forced your Uber yesterday to use a map instead of their phone to get you home. <laughs> Sam, this guy, this Liver King guy, smells really bad. <laughs> Could you imagine? All right, never mind. Oh, Let's, we're, yeah, no, we're moving no. on. We're moving Keep on. Moving. Keep it moving. Uh, so we could probably jump right into Starship Troopers. I don't yeah. think anything we really anything further we need to comment on because we got we got a lot of no. Sam Elliott. We got our Sam Elliott talk right there. Has uh, Sam Elliott always been old though? All right, no, I'm done. Yes, I'm done with yes, Sam he is for sure like one of those guys. He's always been old. You know what? He is probably one of those guys that has been starring in westerns like his whole life. So you see yeah. one that came out in 1990, and yeah. it looks exactly like him, but his hair isn't gray or white. It's actually just brown. But he looks the same for sure. That's absolutely him. Um, we yeah, let's let's go on to the movie here. We'll we'll talk Starship Troopers, and because this was this was ultimately Winnie's suggestion, it was actually a first watch for me. Hands up. I I do think that we could definitely have some good discussion about it though, but maybe it makes sense, Winnie, for you to start us out here. I think this movie is great. I think it's not a turn your mind off kind of movie, but I do think that it's just like it's so in your face and blatant. You can just kind of enjoy the ride. I think you experience that a little bit where at the start it almost feels like the stupid futuristic high school movie, oh, we're going off, and then you realize, like, oh, yeah, they're going to war, and it's insanely violent. This movie is ridiculously Very, yeah. gory, and I think it's funny. Um, I just think that it does things for the time so well where the animation is pretty decent for 1997. I think the plot kind of holds up. It, it, it shows, like... I mean, it's just very straightforward with everything. It's not pulling any punches. It's not hiding anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that some of the acting was a little over the top. You could <laughs> say that some people didn't realize what they were supposed to be starring in, and some people did. But you got a great cast. You got a lot of fun. You have everything rated R that you'd want from this kind of movie. And even though sometimes it looked cheesy, it was also very cool. All right, we let him run over, folks. That's all right. I'm sorry. That's what all right. That? Is that all what you're good doing? Stuff. I thought I'm I was getting to cut like you a off. Five, four. Yeah, you should have started playing music like the Oscars. I'm going to start playing you out next time you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, all right. I I'll probably comment directly on what you were talking about with the effects starting out yeah. because so yeah, this was a '97 movie, literally the year we were born, and I exactly. agree, it did look pretty good, and it was such a 1997 movie at first, it was insane. Oh, yeah. Like I don't know the exact, I it, maybe not even '97, maybe a little earlier than that, but it really felt like Fast Times 
at like a futuristic fast times. It was just some high school little 90s movie, which was really enjoyable at first, but that it took me a little to get acclimated to then like it almost felt like a different tone for the rest of the movie. So yeah, I just thought it was disjointed because we had the, the fast times that we had. It would seem like it was just going to end up being a really over the top or I guess maybe just on the nose kind of war commentary, which was fine. You know, it's fine to have a stance and take that. But then I think as it went on, I kind of bought into the fact that it was just this very over the top, very gory, kind of fun, out, just absurdist movie. And yeah. it, that's what it ended up being. I think it took a little bit of time to get there, but I just obviously I want to always focus on the good stuff because at, mm-hmm. at a certain point it really did turn around. And I was like, OK, I, I am enjoying watching this. But yeah. honestly, for a little there, I was just like, I don't know if I quite get this movie, which is probably good. And that's why with these movies, there's so much nostalgia around them, too, that yeah. you don't really have people sitting around and watching it for the first time being like, what's what's going on here? Like, I feel like back in the 90s, people just kind of let it happen. And maybe now because our attention spans, attention oh, spans it's two, are... Oh, two minutes. Yeah. And, and we have other options. So if I'm halfway through a movie and I'm like, I don't get this at all. I'm probably just going to go turn on a different movie, you know? Oh, yeah. But I'm glad I saw it through because this really was an enjoyable watch. It was fun. It was a very fun movie. Way over the top. Uh, yeah. and it definitely had that 90s thing going on for it, which, which we like. I so I agree with you that now it's so easy to turn off a movie. It's yeah. so easy. Like if I don't like the first five minutes, I'm out, and there's no coming back. And we even saw that like we instead of watching something when we were together and with that with everybody, screen sharing and playing TikToks on a phone instead of watching anything like that. It was so stupid, but at the same time you saw like when I was scrolling through, I would skip one after one second of seeing oh, yeah. the video. Yeah. And everyone's like, "What the hell are you doing? I want to see that." I was just like, "Oh, yeah, what do you mean? I didn't even think about it. My attention span is so small." Yeah, the content kick. Yeah, I literally if if I didn't like the first half second of it, I'm like, "Nope, next, nope. next, Out. next." Out. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, there is uh there's one thing that they specifically did that was very 90s that yeah. uh, my first point what? Do you know what it is? Is it the dance? No, the, the dance that was very like that. That was the fast times thing I was talking about. Yeah, the very '90s thing is they just can't not show boobs in '90s movies. Huh? I know. Like, yeah, they, no, they love they're, it. They were just like, at some point, we're gonna need some boobs hanging out, and that's like they yeah. were just all showering together. And I feel <laughs> like there was no reason to have them all shower together, other than it's like, oh, it's in '90s movies. We gotta have some boobs, right? Yeah. You literally, you could have had them eating lunch together or doing something else, but they're like, let's have them all naked. Yeah, let's we, just have the conversation that they were having is like, why are you here? Very yeah. basic conversation. You know, you need to establish it. I'm glad they yeah. did. What? Why? What's everyone's reason? Why exactly. do we have to be naked in a shower? Because <laughs> we're being vulnerable, Kevin. This Ooh, is that, that so, is double vulnerability. Honestly, I think that we might have cracked the code there. But also, probably just '90s boobs. But yeah, I, this was actually I was gonna say this in the in exclusive exclusive section, but I think it makes more sense here because Casper Van Dien said like in an interview, and I don't know what he's been in since then, but he was in an interview in like 2016. He was picking up his kids from school who were like 10 and 8, and he said that his kids' friends were outside like 
watching. They were like, oh, you didn't tell us Johnny Rico's your dad. And he was just sitting there like, what are you guys doing watching Starship Troopers? And the kids were like, oh, our dads made us watch it. And then he said his daughter got in the car and was like, dad, was that really you naked in Starship Troopers? Like, were you full on naked? And he was like, yeah, that was me. And the younger kid was just like, you mean naked, naked? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And he, the, the girl was like, why did you do this to us? Just like, <laughs> see, never think about that. It's like girls with OnlyFans yeah. accounts now. Kids aren't going to be too happy when they find those. Casper <laughs> yeah. Van Deen's dong was hanging out because he wanted to get a payday. Yeah, the girl was like, kids, oh my man. God. My life is ruined. Like, oh, well, he didn't have kids back then. This, uh, I understand that. But imagine, like, I can see that with the everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. If, like, it's going to be weird when content creators now have kids and stuff. That's and what then I'm the entirety of their life is just, like, online. And it's like, you can look back at every single post. But I'm going to roll with it. Yeah. Uh, Starship you Troopers. A, yeah, you have a first point here. Yeah, my first point was, I said it a little bit before, but it, it's that they're so blunt with what they're doing. It yeah. almost makes it more enjoyable to me where obviously I love movies that are more nuanced and have that, but that's those are like films. You know, those are films. films. This is just beating you over the head with it yeah. and it makes it more enjoyable. I think it makes it better and I think... The broad appeal of just understanding what it's doing and going to the fullest extent of like, yeah, it's so obvious. How could you not see it? And yeah. then like just see what we're trying to make fun of. Yeah, I thought that was uh, I thought that was a good way to do it for an absurd thing like this. Yeah, definitely. I think that even if I feel like back in the day, if they would have tried to do a very nuanced satire, it I don't even know if people would have one got it or yeah. two given them the benefit of the doubt to say this isn't just a really bad movie like this yeah. is very obvious you're trying to do a satire this yeah. was so it was just too obvious which obviously was very intentional and you're right that's what made it good i feel like it's very 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 difficult to walk the line of actually still making a good movie while trying to be like a nuanced satire yeah it's not very easy to do and it's way more enjoyable if you do just go over the line. Because if you're watching yeah. a satire, you're watching it for that reason. So you might as well just give the people what they want. Exactly. Like, just go all in. Go for it. It's like you wouldn't want a spoof movie to just be nuanced. Like, I don't want to watch a spoof movie like Movie 43 or any of that that's just like slightly hinting at making yeah. fun of the other movie. Yeah. Like, no, go all in. Yeah. Go for it. I want to sure. see what you're doing here and that's not to say like nobody would pick up on it no it's just more fun it's more enjoyable yeah. when you do it that way everybody has more fun and this movie it would be horrible if they tried to make it nuanced. it would be terrible it, this would oh be the worst God. movie i think yeah. the only i feel like a genre that does that well and it's not even like i watch them but i've i have seen a few examples of good ones are horror comedies like sometimes the comedy in the woods. is that it's Cabin great. in the Woods is exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. Like the comedy in it is that it's so self aware and yeah. they're making a fun script. So yeah, you're kind of making fun of the classic horror elements, but people like good. those. And it's also yeah. you're using them to create a good movie, you know? So I think that that's a good example, but um yeah, we should in, do in terms Cabin of this in the movie. Woods. One, yeah? one week. I'd be down. I'm in because that's a good movie. That's one of the horror movies that'll actually months. like toss on 
Yeah, you're gonna have to wait seven months. We're gonna need I know. an October release for that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think you're probably right. Just like mid-July, we're like, oh, Cabin in the Woods. Next, <laughs> next what is it, like 49? Yeah. No, not 49. Never mind. All right. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Cabin in the Woods week. <laughs> like, makes no sense. Everyone's, uh, well, we'll do the leprechaun for for yeah. St. Patty's Day. Oh, this, so my second point, it's going to yeah. sound like I'm uh, like I was sex crazed for this one because my first point was about boobs, but it's just yeah. such another, look, so when they're they're going, uh, Rico and Dizzy, they finally yeah. get together. They finally go to have sex, and the first thing she does is goes directly for his nipple, which I think is the most nineteen ninety seven thing ever. Like she does not go mouth first; she dives no. straight for his nipple. And I feel like you only see that in the movies, maybe from like nineteen ninety six to nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. That that's just an interesting thing to go for. I think they were just Dude, I'm telling you, I, I needed to make my second point about it because yeah. I was so dumbfounded when I saw were, they were like about to make out. It, it looked like she was like going for his face and just banked the Yui, beeline for the nipple, and just started making out with his nipple and the camera was just like focused on it. I'm like, what <laughs> what this is the most late nineties thing ever. And granted I'm just saying that, and I don't know if that's true at all. I don't know if there's even another example I don't of think that a, there a late is. 90s movie going for the nipple, but it felt very 90s, and that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. No, I agree with you. There's a lot of things about this that were just so 90s that it just oozed <laughs> 90s out of it. Including like, the, the first point of contact with yeah. your tongue to the person mm-hmm. is nipple. It's not other tongue. It's not lip. Yeah. Nipple. And at least one person in the movie being named Ace. Oh, God. Oh, for sure. Johnny Rico, dude. Yeah. That's Johnny. sick. Yeah. I mean, come on. Do you, you think I said uh, nipple enough times in the last minute? I think you should probably say it one more time just to be safe. <laughs> I'm all right. Yeah. No, that's... <laughs> I think the 90s aspect of this, watching it now, too, it makes it better almost oh it makes it so you know, much it more enjoyable it so much better yeah because there's like it, it's one of those things it's an innocence i feel like that maybe not an innocence yeah. but there's just a certain vibe about it where it, it doesn't feel it's probably just a lack of darkness honestly because now everything yeah. has to have a dark undertone or a social undertone and this was just kind of like no nah, this is a movie we're hanging out like think about 16 candles think about like i i've already said fast times because it felt like fast times a ton there's not yeah. even that much that happens. You're just kind of watching a story unfold. But there is, there's not this crazy... Well, I mean, I guess this actually does have a social undertone, so I take back what I said. But yeah. um, like I'm, I'm saying that there's not some like grand point that's subversely put throughout the plot. Like It's just really, hey, we're, we're hanging out and you know, you're watching a fun movie. Exactly. I think that... <laughs> that that and then it combined with like the the perfect casting i think part of my second point is literally nph and early nph man it's great that's the crazy thing too is that i never watched any was doogie hauser his his like childhood show it's weird thinking about the fact that we saw this guy. Most actors, you just think, like, started in their 20s or whatever. Then yeah. you kind of go back a, a one stage of his life, and you realize he's already a crazy professional actor because he was a child at a TV show that was, like, a star. Yeah. 
they <laughs> I think they um they had like a nickname for him on this this set that was related to fascism so we won't bring it up but it was <laughs> it was something like doogie something and it had to do with something like a, a Nazi name oh okay that they gotcha. called him on set after he was wearing that garb when he was in like the black trench coat. Very overtly. Like if it, if they weren't yeah. trying to make him look like an SS person, they were trying oh, to make no. him look like a Sith Lord. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. So they, I mean, they just full on went all out. They yeah. essentially went. And I think Quentin Tarantino, like for his next movies, just stole wardrobe from Starship, Starship Trooper sets. Cause it, I mean, for Inglorious Bastards, there had to be some stuff laying around, leftover for just, sure. They just, he just they took had to over. Add a, like swastika to it, and they were like, "Okay, this works." Yeah, no, it's, I'd be surprised if one wasn't hidden on the some of the uniforms on there. Might have. Uh, yeah. I, I honestly don't really have a third point about this movie, uh, yeah. other than the fact that in the beginning, even though he gets it back. Is there a worse time to tell someone you love them than when there's about to be an announcement made that their intergalactic war flight is about to take off? <laughs> At first, yeah, I, I, he was like, I love you. And then there's an announcement like, hey, uh, your your girlfriend has to be shipped out to another galaxy to fight a war. And she's like, I don't know if I want to say it right now, man. We get it yeah. in because it's a 90s. It's a, a nice little 90s movie. But yeah, I don't know if there are too many situations that are worse. Yeah, it's also a little odd where it comes to the end of the high school situation and they're all like, I know we'll probably never see each other ever again and yeah. we'll be millions of miles apart, but let's stay friends. I was like, oh, okay. You know they're going to. <laughs> yeah, you know they're, they're going gonna to be friends forever. Also, like, what are you going to forget somebody after two years? Come on. Mike. Come on. Come yeah. On. Not really. I, I think mean, that, I don't know. I don't know. I, I also I think, do think, like, in terms of worse, what do you think are the worst times to tell someone you love them after, before, you know, intergalactic war space flight? Yeah, I think that. And then a worse time after that, in this movie specifically, probably would have been after, like, their entire family and friends got blown up by an asteroid in Buenos Aires. It could have been bad. It could have yeah, been bad. I think that could have been a bad time to just say, like, and by the way, like, I know everyone's dead, but I love you. <laughs> You know, this this is pretty traumatic for me. So my my emotions are running high. I just need to yeah. tell you. What about like the girl says, hey, there's something I really need to tell you. Mm -hmm. And she's like, my. And he's like, just wait, just wait. I need to say it first. I love you. Yeah. And she's like, parents are getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you is a sentence that's not going to be said in your household anymore. <laughs> that's uh, what I was going for. I, I was going to say it probably hasn't been said for the last few years, yeah. you know? I love you is what's been missing from your life for a while. So <laughs> I wanted to... That, that would be tough. That would be tough. Also, I think my third point is how great the video packages are. And I said it at the oh, beginning. Yes, and I'm yes, you did. saying right, it right, now. Right. The join right. up now. Would you like to learn more? Just baiting you into it. I love that. So and that was just supposed to be like maybe little... Were they used as basically just uh, transitions? And it was supposed to be yeah. like a recruitment well, video? It's essentially all like a recruitment video right. kind of thing. Yeah. So and it's then all like we got like, the deep dive into the random scenes that you get. But the, exactly. the whole movie was actually supposed to be a recruitment video. It's just a okay. big recruitment video for okay. citizenship. 
I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad the you bugs. Could... Yeah. yeah, we don't like the bugs. We're, we're we need to stop the bugs. Yeah. And I love that they censor certain things. Like everything is not censored. The the gore and the death and everything yeah. is not censored. Yeah. And the few things that are censored are like the testing of the brain bug. And, yeah. And like there's one other thing that's censored, but it's I mean, it's just weird how they do that. It's well, funny, but well, I yeah, think it's I for mean, a it, very specific reason. I actually we saw and we can go into exclusive exclusives here. Uh, we saw that. Uh, the director actually said that the the mutilated bodies on FedNet, uh, showing them was uh, just basically encouraging people to join the Federation. So like we saw the cow. I think it was very like in the beginning. So the yeah. cow being censored was due to PETA supporters, and the experiments in the brain bug were censored because it was supposed to be classified information. <laughs> So they showed everything else, though. They, they, they thought that everything. the gore would really get people. Yeah, they get them to sign up. I guess that's true. Yeah, if, if they're going for a realism kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> just for sure. Show everybody dead. That would be a probably bad time to break up with somebody also. Or to tell you somebody you love them was when you're about to get killed by a bug. I love oh, you. Oh, I don't know. I feel like that's the one of the most. That's, that's a common movie play. What are you talking about? I know. You don't want to like, just get it out there in the air and then just just so they know. For oh, this dude, one, I, I I don't. I would tell someone you now if I was not a married man, if yeah. I was a single guy out there just slinging guns around, killing bugs, and yeah. I just looked at someone next to me. I don't even care if I know him. I would tell him I love him. I was about to die, just so That's, they would think they would. That would be in their mind yeah. if they survived it for a while. Like, Who <laughs> was thinking that guy? about that forever? Yeah. Like you're stained in their mind. I agree. I think one thing that was interesting about this movie in general, though, yeah. was like just the sheer amount of violence that we talked about. Yeah. And it's cool, like learning about how they filmed it, because I didn't know if these were real guns. Obviously, they're blanks and everything like that. But kind of the design of the guns was interesting to make them into like functioning blank firing rifles. Yeah. And it's interesting to learn that the. Most ammunition on a movie set was used in this movie to that date. Just like on set, firing off everything. And it makes sense because did you see how many bullets it apparently took to kill one of those things? Yeah, quite They're a few. They're definitely firing those things off on set all day. I wouldn't be surprised if at least two people went deaf on that set. They also used 17 gallons of fake blood. And I was going to ask you, do you think that's a lot or too little? I feel like that's not like, enough fake blood for this movie. I feel like that's they should what have I was had thinking. like 170 or something. Yeah, for the gallons amount doesn't of sound blood. like that much. No, because think about 17 gallons of water. Like that one, especially if you're filming this many yeah. scenes with this many deaths, I feel like that's not that much. Uh, I guess a lot of the blood was the uh, the bug blood, though, which they CGI'd, like the, the, the yeah. green and yellow stuff. But maybe that's it. But there are a lot of deaths. There are a lot of deaths. A lot of deaths. So yeah, 17 is actually pretty uh pretty surprising. Yeah, but then you think about like how much do you really need for something of fake blood where it's like, oh, if you get stabbed, like you're gonna use a cup, maybe? Yeah, maybe a little, less, a little like, bit of less fake than blood. a cup. Yeah. Definitely goes a long way. I feel like it goes a long way on For set. sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and you know, we we're talking about these bugs and we were mentioned the the graphics in terms of when this came out and most of them were actually cgi but a few life-size robotic models were built too 
Uh, but during the battle scenes, the actors would or wound up looking at the director who would just stand in front of them and jump and like scream at their reactions. So they didn't actually have the robots out there chilling with them. Yeah. Just like a guy standing there going like, oh, I'm a bug. I'm a bug. And they're yeah. like, oh, get him. <laughs> that would be that would be a spectacle to see just joining. Yeah. But one thing that would have been interesting, I know this week it came out. um Forget who was auditioning for like a Paul Thomas Anderson film. He dropped that somebody else was supposed to be in it. Yeah. Or somebody else was auditioning. I think it was actually somebody for Boogie Nights. Leo. Leo was yes, supposed to be yes, for Boogie Nights right. instead of Mark Wahlberg. And he just went to and Titanic. We found out for this that Mark Wahlberg turned down the role of Johnny Rico. Was that at the same time as Boogie Nights? Are we putting together a string of how Johnny Rico came to be? Let we me might. see real quick. You look it are up, we... and while you are, I will make the comment that I think Marky Mark would have been fantastic in this role. And it's a damn shame he didn't get to shoot all these guns on set, because if we know anything oh. about Mark Wahlberg's movies, he loves to shoot guns. Give us the details. Hey, Kevin, we just figured it out. String them together. We're professional folks. That's an right, inexclusive, so exclusive, here we go. exclusive. Right I'm going to string it all together at once. Okay, to so we just learned from Paul Thomas Anderson that Leonardo DiCaprio turned down the role in Boogie Nights, which Mark Wahlberg then got. Mark Wahlberg is now said to have turned down the role of Johnny Rico in Starship Troopers, which we now know was at the same time as Boogie Nights. So we found out how we got our Johnny Rico through this craziness through the past two weeks of who turned down what. They all came out around 97. Yeah. And let's not even look into the fact that there probably could have just worked away around shooting schedules. They probably could have delayed the movies. We're not going to look into that. You're going to yeah. give Matthew the credit that he deserves no. because he is a professional and we give you this. We yes. don't ask for thanks. We just expect praise. That is a professional right there, folks. That is how Casper Van Dien, confirmed, confirmed asterisk, Got the role of Johnny Rico. This is actually, this feels like we started one of those storylines that would get like a few blogs published about it. They yeah. like, they would connect two and two together. And guess what? It improves zero people's lives. But <laughs> we just did some right. forensic casting. We just did some forensic casting right there. Yeah. Uh, so that was Starship Troopers. I think we enjoyed it. It was a fun watch. Kind yeah. of a, a little 90s throwback. Uh, not sure what we're going to do next week. We'll, we'll both be watching the Lakers documentary as it's mm-hmm. going. Um, and Whitty's looking for a show. So, folks, if you I have any suggestions, even if it's just an old comedy we haven't talked about yet, let us know what you want us to do. Let us know what shows we should be watching. We can talk about yep. those. Uh, always looking for feedback. Always looking for suggestions. So, until then, I'm Kevin. I'm Whitty. We'll see you at the next episode. I'll see you back in the house, 1983. I was hoping that you wouldn't forget. (laughs) (laughs) Of course not. I fucking love it. The Sam Elliott is awesome.